Hi, my name is Alberto, and I'm a fan of Union Berlin. Hi, Alberto. How are you doing? Hi, everything's fine. I'm, I'm really happy to be in your podcast because I have seen some of the other episodes. And first of all, congratulations for this project because I, I think it's really amazing. Oh, thank you. You're, you're very kind. I'm glad, I'm glad that you really liked it. I, I loved your story. Uh, but before we get to uh, the football and your story, a little bit about you and what you do. And I live in, in Zaragoza, Spain. I'm working here. In, in a consultancy, I've always worked in things related with marketing, business development, and, and so on. And I'm a person that I love traveling and not having experiences in other countries. That's why some years ago, I decided to go to Berlin without a job, without knowing anyone. And finally, I spent there five years. But uh, I decided to come back to Spain uh, with... Uh, my wife that I met her in, in Berlin. So, so yes, that, that's more or less my life. Why Berlin? Well, um, I did one exchange year when I was a student in Rotterdam and with a couple of friends, we decided to go uh, a long weekend to Berlin. And one night after going out of a club at five in the morning, I thought I really have to live in this city. Wow. And, uh, Two, three years later, I, I was working in a job with my suit uh, and I I had a girlfriend and I said, I have to change my life totally. And I quit the job. I left my girlfriend and I went with a friend to Berlin. Uh, first, I, I joined a, a German course for a couple of months and then I started to look for a job. And finally, I spent there five years. So... Uh, I, I can say it was like the best experience of my life. How does your story with Union Berlin start? When did that happen? So, well, when, when I arrived to Berlin, uh, first of all, I went to Olympia Stadium a, a couple of times. Uh, but I had the feeling that the stadium was too big. The fans of Hertha, uh, the stadium was never full. It was only half. So I didn't really connect with the club. So there was one time that a friend, a colleague of my work told me, hey, we should try to to watch a match in the east of Berlin of a team in second division against San Pauli. So at that time, I knew more San Pauli than, than Union. So we went there and the experience was amazing. Like the environment before the match, uh, inside the stadium, everyone drinking beers, jumping, singing. Even in halftime, they put a Spanish rock song that I really liked. And it was like, hey, this is what I need in this city. And I really liked the, the team at the moment. But I think when, when I went back to Spain, sometime later, I started following them more. And when they had the chance to to arrive in first division, I promised myself, okay, if they if they do it, I will make a Twitter account. Uh, because for me, it was a way to keep connected with that city that, that I loved. And it, it was a progression because I liked the team. But since I started with the Twitter account, I, I started loving them. And I've always been a Barca fan. But now I, I feel that my first team is Union Berlin. Brilliant. And so how, how does it compare with your Barca journey versus your Union Berlin journey? Well, um, with Barca, I, I've always had the feeling that the only goal was to win everything. Uh, there was even a moment that winning a regular uh, league match was normal. I, I even I didn't care. Uh, 
uh, and in the last years, I thought that the team had become like a, a business. Uh, I went to the stadium a couple of times. And it was full of tourists. So I felt that the for me, it was different. Like my passion with Barcelona changed. So with Union, uh, it was like starting again to love football. I I felt this connection with with the fans, and even now that I I'm really far from the stadium, when I see uh, what they uh, like the messages that they put in the stadium before the matches, uh, when I see videos of them singing, it's like okay, this is the football I love, and also I have learned that uh, winning is not the only thing. So it's enjoying every every game during the week. I'm nervous for every match that before it was just maybe in important Champions League games. So uh, I have, I don't know how to say it. Uh, I have started to love football again in in a way that I haven't done it in the last years. So tell me, how did the uh, podcast start? Well, uh, on Twitter, I I met a guy from Brazil that is living in Amsterdam. Uh, he was going to the stadium really often and he was uh, sharing with me some videos. So one day I was going to to Berlin to the game and I spoke with him like, hey, are you going this weekend? So finally we met. Uh, it was a, a connection. So we were drinking beers. We really became really good friends. And he had a platform that uh, that he wanted to do podcasts of different topics. And we spoke one day. We should try to do something related with Union. He was a bit scared because uh, his Portuguese and his Spanish he said it was not that good, but now <laughs> he's really fluent. So uh, we started doing it and we thought to talk about Union, but also to some topics that were related, such as Berlin as a city, uh, the story of GDR, like fan-owned clubs and things like that. And we have done over 20 episodes. And also we, we have invited some kind of popular journalist of South America, of Spain. So we are really happy with it. And we have the feeling that, that people also like it. Yeah, it's great. And I, w- I was so uh, happy to see it, a Spanish podcast about uh, Union, a German club. But well, I don't know, for us, it's Union Berlin means much, means much more than just a club. So uh, as, as I was telling you, we have invited people of fan-owned clubs uh, that we feel also identified with them. We try to talk about history because at the end, football is related with with politics and history. And it's really nice to know all these histories around uh, not just Union Berlin, also other clubs of Germany. So we try to make it as complete as possible and that people feel identified with, with the club and its context. Well, the, the thing is that Union Berlin started like uh, the beginning of the 20th century but if i have to to say a part of the history that is really interesting is uh, when they were in the east side of germany when the country was divided in two mm-hmm. because they were kind of the rebels of the system right. and dynamo berlin was like the club of the stasi so in the stadium when they were playing together uh, one against each other they were singing songs like uh, Tear the Wall Down and fucking Stasi Peaks and so on. Yeah. So it was one of the places in the GDR that people went to, to the stadium to protest against the system, that it was really difficult to do demonstrations and so on. Right. So they were kind of a threat to the system in, inside the stadium. 
but this this doesn't mean that it was all related with this uh, ideology because now nowadays they do it the opposite way they are against these real capitalist teams such as uh, RB Leipzig so they are putting these messages in the stadium like in Leipzig the culture of football is dead and so on so I don't know I, I feel like it's an anti-system club like they they protest against something that is not fair so uh, I feel identified with this with this feeling you were telling me that they are fiercely protective even now that they are in the Bundesliga they are fiercely protective mm-hmm. of the way that they do things and are wary of people from the outside coming in and this and the instant success that they are seeing right now yeah uh, it was funny because some years ago they were in positions to go to the first division and they put uh, something in the stadium saying uh, shit we are going to to arrive to bundesliga so it was this irony that they were a bit scared that this familiar feeling being part of the neighborhood that they were going to lose it being in first division so they really want to grow but in a in a way that it doesn't become crazy full of tourists too much merchandising so they're going step by step and i think it's it's a really good way to do it and when you go to to Copenhagen, this neighborhood, you really feel it, that it's really familiar and you have to adapt to them and be, be part of, of the neighborhood yourself. Yeah, and I can, I can understand why because I've been reading about the club and the things that they have done. I've, yeah. I've read about, you know, how they helped rebuild the stadium. Yes. 2008 was, was that. And uh, also, yes. they, they've had their fair share of ups and downs. Today, they're in the Bundesliga, but... They've had trouble where um, they almost were bankrupt and the fans came together and gave their blood, literally gave their blood for, for the club. Yes. Uh, well, to understand the club, it's really connected with the, the situation of Germany as a country. Because uh, when the reunification was done in the 90s, it was like uh, a country that had a lot of money against a country that didn't have anything and they have to compete in the in the same competition. So it was really hard for the teams of East Germany to adapt to the new system, to be some of them in the Bundesliga or in second division. So many of these clubs have disappeared uh, and others, their goal is just to survive in the third, fourth division. So it's really hard for an East German team to be successful in, in the Bundesliga. Uh, so Union has passed through these stages. Also, they had a lot of problems. And as you said, they are where they are right now because their fans uh, helped the team when it, they really needed needed it. So they did all these things that you said, like giving blood for the club uh, because in Germany they pay for it. So with the money that they got, they saved the team for the first time. Then they offered volunteer themselves to to rebuild the stadium to help with that. Uh, and also, uh, they had to sell the stadium, so they sold it to the to the fans. So now the stadium is property of the fans. So I, I think it's a really romantic story how they were able to arrive to Bundesliga just with the help of of the fans. What comes through is that they did it on their own terms, in their own yeah. way, which is com- completely about community uh, and the neighborhood. It has a very strong blue-collar neighborhood. 
and its association with the miners. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say also that there's one sentence that they really like when they did this thing of selling the stadium. Um, they made a campaign that was called "We are selling our soul, but not to anyone." To because it was to to their own fans, and also in the in the anthem of the club, they say something like, uh, "Who hasn't sold themselves to to the West?" So they are really proud to have arrived to the Bundesliga, just with with their fans and without losing their their identity. Yeah, and like you said, this it's. I was looking at the map today of the clubs, mm-hmm. and you can clearly see the number of clubs on the west. You have all your Bayerns and your Dortmunds yeah. and everyone, and there are just three clubs on this side. Now, of course, Leipzig and and the two from Berlin, which is Hertha and and now you Union. Well, yes, but to understand that Hertha, it was in the in the west part of Berlin, so they they doesn't count as an east okay. team. And because Berlin was also divided in two. So uh, Hertha was in the west part, in the capitalist one. And also uh, RB Leipzig is a team created in 2009. And although they are in a city that was in the GDR, their policy and the, the way of working has nothing to do with the GDR. So even in the first match of Bundesliga that was against Union and, and RB Leipzig, the fans say something like, Ten years after, finally, there is an East club in the Bundesliga saying that, that the guys from Red Bull were not were not part of that. So, who are Union Berlin's rivals? Well, historically, it was uh, Dynamo Berlin that it was like this team of the Stasi that they won ten consecutive GDR Oberligas in a row. And when they were playing against Union, they were always winning. But as I said, uh, fans were shouting a lot against them and so on. So it was not that much about the game, more about the environment around. But in in 2005, they met in fourth division. And I think it was like the biggest revenge ever because Union beat them 8-0. <laughs> so it was a way to say, okay, with, with the help of the Communist Party, you were the best, but now <laughs> it's becoming really hard for you. And nowadays they have this rivalry with RB Leipzig, and it's more about the the way they they think about football, the way they understand football, because Union is still this traditional club, really close to their fans, and RB Leipzig is really commercial, and they have grown really fast with all the money uh, that they have entered in the last years. So I have the feeling that right now is like the biggest rival that they have. And who is your club legend? Uh, the club legend is uh, Matushka. He played in the in the club for I don't know eight years, something like that. Uh, and in second division, in the first uh, derby against Hertha in Olympia Stadium, uh, Union won one-two, and he scored the second goal. And this goal is really remembered between the the Union fans. And also, well, as they arrived in Bundesliga uh, two years ago, many of the of the players of that team are, are really legends. So, for example, the goalkeeper, Gikiewicz, he was really popular between the fans. He left this summer, um, but he tattooed the emblem of the team in the arm. So he really was was only two years, but he was really identified with the club. Because of the way that they conduct their business, they don't spend vast amounts of money on transfers. Mm-hmm. And therefore, most clubs will then look at youth. 
So, who are the young players you are looking forward to seeing more of? Well, there is one player that he's in the under 19. He's from 2004. Uh, he's called uh, Malik Sanogo. And he's from the same year of Mukoko that he has already played with, with Borussia Dortmund. So he's not that famous because in the newspapers, they always talk about Mukoko. But he has scored really a lot of goals in the these under-19, under-17 categories. So I really hope that he's able to play in the first team maybe next season. He will be, I don't know, 17, 18. And hopefully he has the chance to play and show what he's showing in the in these categories, in these young categories. A game that left you elated and a game that left you disappointed. Well, uh, the first game, I would say, uh, well, when they went to the first division, but I would say one that I was able to see in the stadium in, in Bundesliga. It was last February. Uh, a couple of weeks later, we were not able to, we were confined. So it was like a good way to say goodbye to freedom. <laughs> uh, so they played against Leverkusen. They lost 2-3 in the last second. But it was amazing to see that the, the fans were still singing at the end and really supporting the players, even they they lost. And the environment was amazing. And a game that was disappointing, uh, of course, I have to say the the first match in Bundesliga, that it was this game against Erby uh, Leipzig. Everyone was really happy to see the club in Bundesliga. It was also very emotional because it, um, some fans went with photos of dead people. Mm. So they, they were kind of able to be present in this uh, right. debut. In the, so everyone was crying. It was a, an amazing moment. But the game was horrible and they lost 0-4. And then we realized that it, it was not going to be easy to <laughs> to make good results in the Bundesliga. But finally, they they stay in the category, I could say, in an easy way. But they're doing well right now. Yeah, right now they are they are seventh. I think they are only three points from Europe. Mm. Uh, but the I don't know the the main objective for this season was to to avoid relegation. And right now they are like 16 points over that. So from now till the end, it's just to enjoy the season and try to make it as better as possible. But if they finish, I don't know, in the 10th, in the 12th position, this is also a success for the club. I found it really interesting that you said that the the goals are very different. And not just because they've come up and because they come to the Bundesliga but also because of the way that the club is, they don't worry about winning and losing that much. Like you said, it's 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 a different yeah. sort of atmosphere. It's a different sort of expectation. Yeah, I have the feeling that for them, it's, it's like two hours a week that they really want to enjoy and they enjoy it uh, with their players. It's like going to see their family. And of course, they are happier if they win, but it's not it's not the most important thing. So seeing uh, these videos of all the fans uh, singing, for example, in the Signal Iduna Park of Dortmund after losing 5-0 mm-hmm. and everyone stayed there half an hour singing and saying, thank you, we are in Bundesliga and, and so on. For me, it's really exciting and it's something to learn that winning is important, but it's not everything. Just enjoying with your club and feeling proud of them, it's even more important. What I love also is yeah. that what you're doing on Twitter is not is not always football related. 
Yeah, the thing is that uh, I've always loved to to introduce football in the context. And these people that say, uh, you cannot talk about football and politics together, they have to be separated. It's impossible. Yeah. We are saying that, uh, for example, Dynamo Berlin was a club from the Stasi and they won 10 consecutive leagues. So, of course, it's related. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, it's really interesting to learn about these things. For example, the winner of the German league in the year uh, 1940 was uh, a team from Austria. Mm. So, of course, it's totally related what happened in, in politics and in history and football. Mm. And that's why I try to put things in context. I, I love this thing of history and also geography. For example, today on my Twitter, I have made a tour of Bielefeld. That is a city that I've never been, but Union is playing there on Sunday. And I said, okay, let, let's see now that the club is going to that city, what we can see there, what is the most important monuments, things to things to do there and so on. So that's why I, I enjoy about this account, trying to mix not just football things, also all the context around it. Really like that. And I saw this lovely thread that you put, I think it was around December, which was mm -hmm. from fans from across the globe. Who oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very funny. I I tried to talk with Union fans all around the world. And finally, I found people of all continents. Uh, I had pictures from Ghana, from Australia, uh, South America, US, uh, some different European countries, some Spanish cities. So for me, it was really emotional because I, I don't know, at the end, it looks like uh, internet is, is really cold to talk to someone from other place. But when you see them going outside to a place of their city and send you a, I don't know, a picture that says, I love Union or something like that, mm. I, I, it was very special for me. It, it was, I and you know, I mean, because of what I'm doing, it uh, clicked with me as well. It because it said so much about these friendships that we build yeah. from just by being fans of a football club. The Christmas before, I did something different. So uh, I make kind of a contest, and the five winners got a postcard written by me. Brilliant. Uh, and I sent I sent post postcards to Argentina. Uh, to, I don't know, some other places. I, I think to I sent one to Julio to Amsterdam. So it was really funny that someone in Argentina got a, a postcard that says, hey, enjoy the Bundesliga this season. Uh, hopefully Union makes a, uh, wins the next game, something like that. So yeah, I tried to do these things to try to connect internet with reality somehow, if it's possible. The last time I was in Alderanten Fusterei was really amazing. I met a couple of friends from Twitter and we really enjoyed uh, having beers before the game. Also, it was my birthday, so it was like really a special day. Mm -hmm. But apart from Union, I tried to, to travel uh, to some football games. I've been in two Euro Cups in, in Poland and in France. Especially in, in the second one, I went with, I don't know, we, we were in total like eight, nine friends and we really enjoyed it. And also I was in, in a Champions League final in Berlin. It was, that was funny because a couple of months before uh, I left Berlin and I told my friends, if Barcelona arrives to the final, I will come to the city even without a ticket or anything. 
so a couple of weeks before the semifinal, a friend of mine told me, hey, I have two tickets. I'm going with a friend. Do you know a place where I can stay? And I told him, yeah, of course, I have some friends. So I gave him the address of a friend, the telephone. They they got in touch. And I was like, hey, man, you are so lucky. I really would, would like to go to this game. But it was even before the semifinal. So one day he called me and he said, hey, my friend cannot come because he's going to get married the week before. He will be on his honeymoon. So uh, I know that you are so uh, so passionate with Barca that if they arrive to the final, I will go with you. So I, I was so nervous in this semifinal and uh, Barcelona won the first game 3-0. And after the, the match was finished, I was already looking for flights to go to, to Berlin. So yes, it was an amazing experience to go back to the city I love to watch this game, uh, Barca against Juventus. And they won 3-1. So yeah, I can say it was one of my, my biggest experience. And also... Uh, in one of these Euro Cups, it was one amazing night with the Irish fans. Uh, Spain won 4-0. And it was one of these days that I really learned that winning is not that important. After the game, we were waiting for the, the subway to go to the city center. And all it was everything stacked. We, we couldn't move. But we were like, okay, we have won. We can wait here. We don't care. But the Irish fans, they were singing, uh, always look at the bright side of life. Uh, I don't know, hugging us. We were drinking with them and it was like, hey, this is the football I love. So it was so a, a very special moment for me. I collect football scarves. Uh, I have over 200. And every time I go to a city or something like that, I try to find it there. And also with some friends, when they go to, to a place, to another country, I... I try to remember to tell them to to bring me one. So many of them, uh, when I is I have them in in the other room. When I see them, they remember me of a person of a trip. So it's like kind of a diary uh, done with with scarves. So it's it's also something really special for me to have to have them all and all the memories that come to me when when I see them. That's something. Unfortunately, in this part of the world, we yeah. don't have the weather doesn't permit scarves yeah it, it, so. <laughs> it, it has happened to me in in some countries that i ask for them and they say hey what, what is that <laughs> i've never seen a scarf in my life okay <laughs> when i was working in berlin my boss said that he was not going to be the week after because he was going to russia so i was like hey i don't have any scarf from russia i went to to his office really shy uh Hi, uh, I have this collection. Please, can you bring me one scarf from Russia? And which one? I said, no, I don't care. I don't have any from Russia till now. So it's your choice. So I thought, okay, he's going to forget. And two weeks after, he came to my seat and everyone looked at him and he was with five scarves. Wow. He came and he said, I didn't know which one did you want. So I brought you all. <laughs> So he he threw five scarves on my table and everyone was like, what has happened? <laughs> yeah, it was a really crazy situation. I have got a, a, a couple of scarves in the last months of people from, from Twitter that they saw some, some images that they, I have put of, of my scarves. And they were like, hey, do you want one from Bulgaria? And I got another one from a small village in Germany. So it, it's really exciting to have this connection with, with people. 
Yeah, I think to have these experiences in a stadium is something that you have forever in, in your mind. I, I remember some games, especially one of Zaragoza, final of the cup against Real Madrid in the time of the Galacticos with Beckham, Zidane, Figo, all of them. And Barcelona, I and Zaragoza, sorry, won in the in the extra time. And for me, at that moment, it was like like heaven. Like how this uh, small team has won Real Madrid at, at that time, it was impossible to beat them. So, so yes, I, I will remember that forever. And it was pff, 15 years ago. Hmm. The first memories I have of a World Cup is 94. I, I was nine and I did kind of a, of a magazine uh, read, writing all the players, all the goals and, and everything with this shitty letter that you have when you are nine. Uh, but I, uh, a couple of years ago, I found it and I was really happy. Like, hey, this is like my first real feeling of a World Cup. And I think it's... More or less the time that I started loving football because uh, Barcelona won the, the Champions League in 92. The World Cup was in 94. So uh, Zaragoza won the Cup Winners Cup in 95. So it was a time that I thought <laughs> everything was possible. <laughs> You're viewed as a bit of an expert now on Union Berlin because of the <laughs> podcast. Uh, yes, uh, well, I think that Union Berlin, it was not that that popular for Spanish-speaking people, but as this last season, they have made it so well. There was a moment where, where they were like fifth or in sixth position that really many people uh, wrote me that they wanted me to talk about the team. Some of them, they wanted to know more about the historical part, others about how they play, the tactics and so on. But there was a moment that I felt that it was like the the voice of the club in Spanish because for some weeks I was going to three, four podcasts always uh, to talk about Union Berlin and how they were developing and so on. But for me, it was, I don't know, really special. And sometimes uh, people wrote me in the, in the Twitter account, where can I buy it? Where can I buy the T-shirt? I've heard you in this podcast and I'm really enjoying this club. I want to know more about them. I want to to have the T-shirt and so on. So at least I, I have this feeling that uh, I'm contributing that people know about a, a club that for me is so, so important and so special. How does a club view, because they're mm -hmm. so protective, how does a club view, you know, someone like you and talking about well, the club? Uh, for I think they they are fine with it. I have spoken with the the social media manager in English. He was really nice with me, and I have also spoken with the the guy that is in charge of communication of the club. And he told me that uh, he's uh, happy that someone is is talking about the club in Spanish, but uh, they have to wait some time to see. What are the chances to, I don't know, to have an official account or to make it more serious? But even uh, when one of the South American journalists went to talk with him, he sent a, a video, a small message to me saying like, hi, we know what, what you are doing and so on. So for me, it was really exciting. And and also in the, in the biggest blog uh, that talks about the team in German, a couple of weeks ago, they said that we have this podcast and 
they're also we're also kind of in, in touch with them. So yeah, it, I, I think it's a slow process because I know some clubs that they are in 20 languages. This is not going to happen with, with Union Berlin in the next years. And I hope it doesn't happen. It has to be step by step. But well, I, I think they appreciate that that the community in Spanish-speaking countries is growing. You've been invited by the club on an Yes. Uh, well, I wanted to go to, to the stadium and it's really hard because there are more members than places. So first I talked with, with Julio, this, this friend. So if he was able to enter in kind of the, the lottery that they do, but then I say, okay, I, I, will, I will write the club to see if they can do something. So they they gave us like two tickets in the press in, in the press seats. And uh, when I was there, uh, this guy that writes in English, he was really nice to me. He told me if I needed that everything I needed, he could help me and so on. So I, I really appreciate that with someone that they didn't know and anything, that they, they helped me so much to to be in the stadium and they were really nice to me. The city of Berlin, you said, means a lot to you. Well, uh, it's really hard to explain, but it's a, a city that is really special. It it has had so many issues related with history. I don't know, all the Nazi part, then it was divided, then the unification that has been solved in a way, but not in the mind of the people. Right. I, I, I have to say that the city is still divided for many of them. Uh, and I... For me, it was like an amazing experience because it's a really multicultural city. I met a lot of people from different countries. I, uh, for example, one of my best friends in Berlin, he's from Afghanistan. I, I learned a lot about his culture. And I will always love this city. And having this account of Union Berlin makes that I'm still connected to it. I try to, to find the last news, the last relevant things of the city. I try to to talk about monuments, to recommend people places to go and so on. So, well, now in my in my living room, we have put, what, maybe you can see it, some pictures. It's right. These three pictures, right. one is from Zaragoza, the, the other is from Mar del Plata, that is the city of my wife in Argentina. Oh, wow. And the one in the middle in color is from Berlin. So it's like we were in these two cities and Berlin is the place where we met. So it will always be special for us. That's so lovely, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really lovely. Now I understand why Berlin is so important to you. Yeah, yeah. We we met uh, working in the same company, uh, and we I don't know. We after meeting like three four months later, we we moved together. It was like a really crazy crazy initiative, but well, it didn't go that bad. We have been together now eight years or something like that. And uh, when we had the baby in 2018, one of the first things that we said is hey, we have to go to Berlin so we can have some pictures of, of our baby there. So when she was one year old, we went to Berlin. <laughs> it was really stupid because we were going to the places that we liked and we were saying, uh, Vega, uh, your father and your mother... Uh, have the first kiss here. And she was like one year old. Like, I don't care at all about your shit. But for us, it was really exciting. <laughs> what has it meant to you being a Union Berlin fan? What has it brought to you in your life? Well, um, when I 
follow a football team, uh, it for me, it, it means more than just football. I have to feel identified with something else. For example, Barcelona in Spain, uh, for many people, I include myself, maybe not for everyone, it means like the to be a rebel against the centralism of the country. So Real Madrid is like the main team of Spain and so on. And Barcelona is kind of a rebel team of a different community that they have a um, another language and so on. So uh, every time they score a goal, it's like uh, you are doing something else than just football. So Union Berlin, I identified with them so much in many different levels. So, well, first of all, it's from Berlin, a city that I love. Also in, in politics, I feel very identified with them. Before every match, they put uh, like a, a message in the stadium protesting about uh, this business that has become football in the last years, about the federation when they do something that is not fair and so on. So I really like uh, this part of, of protesting in football stadiums. Uh, when I was there meeting some other people, I have the feeling that we had this, this connection that is going much more than just football because at the end, most of them were like um, left way of thinking. And so for me, it's like a club that fits totally with my with my way of thinking in, in many different levels. So when they score a goal, it's not just uh, a, a goal, it's much more. It's like being part of something uh, that I totally identify. And for example, when they play against Leipzig or even Bayern, and they score a goal. It's like the the small club of uh, of working people. They have scored against like one of the biggest clubs in the world. So it's I don't know. It's really special and being part of something really really strong for me. That's very heartwarming to hear. And I wish that mm-hmm. you know there were more fans like you. In many ways, uh, I think the club finds you instead of you finding the club. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Before I was supporting Zaragoza and Barcelona, and I I have been in the best years of their history, and now both of them are in a really bad situation, but not just in uh, talking about sport. Also, for example, the last president of Barcelona has been in jail. Mm. Uh, the one of Zaragoza in a similar situation. So I was really disappointed with football. So when I started following Union harder, like in the last two years, uh, I, I really felt identified with them. And I didn't care that much if they win or if they lose. It was much more. It's like feeling proud of, of a team that is giving you much more than just goals and, and points. It, it, it's not easy to, to be a fan of a club that is so far because uh, this part of not going to the stadium not have this connection with the fans every week is not easy. But on the other hand, I think it makes you a stronger fans in, in some way because you have to, I don't know, adapt your life to a situation that is much more difficult. For example, it's not easy for me to explain my friends that I don't want to go to it because Union is playing against Mainz on a Saturday. Sometimes I go, sometimes I don't. But when I go, I'm with, with my phone searching the score. And some people think you are crazy. So it's something that you also have to overcome. But I don't know, it's part of, of my personality and I, I don't want to lose it. So so I I continue with it. Yeah, and, and, and I think that Twitter, the internet has given us 
a feeling of community that we were sort of yearning for yeah all of us from from different parts of the world and uh, like we were talking about it last time i think we're all searching for for that sense of belonging and and you know and as you grow older and with everything else that, that is happening in the world yeah you want to be spending more time with like minded people yeah there is one thing that is funny that well as i have always been a barca fan my my parents have started following the the club and especially my mother now she's a bigger barca fan than me so she's writing me when they play like hey have you seen the goal messi again blah 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 but a couple of months ago she wrote me a couple of times hey we are watching union berlin and it was like what the fuck what i have done my parents watching a game of union berlin against uh, a shitty team <laughs> and it's like okay they uh, i said okay if if i was able to make my parents from union it shouldn't be that difficult with other people through twitter <laughs> so what what is your family think of your passion for union well um the thing is that they they have known since always my passion about football in general mm-hmm. and in some moments of my life i have tried to to make it more serious in a in a professional way but i i didn't have the chance because i, I didn't study journalism i have always tried to write in blogs and so on and now they they are really happy because uh, i don't know i go to them and say hey this weekend i'm interviewing this guy from tv and although it's not my job they they have the feeling that i'm really enjoying what i do and it's what i have wanted to do for my whole life so i'm combining my regular job with my hobby so i think they they understand why i'm so excited because through union i'm arriving to people and to to content that they have always like to do in in my life that's something even i realize because like today i am having a great time talking to you uh, about your club and i can see it on your face i can see it in your eyes when you talk about football when you talk about uh, union berlin there's a your eyes you know when i talk to fans they light up inside uh, and these clubs yeah. they bring us so much joy they bring us a lot of pain also but but for the most part they we there is joy yeah 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 no i i totally agree uh i think the people that are lucky to have to work at something that they it's their hobby yeah. uh that's the the best thing that someone can have but it's not that easy so i go to my job it, it's fine i it's not the best job ever it's not the worst i do it but when i arrive home and i have the chance to to do a podcast with you or something like that uh, for me it's much more special and it's what makes my life more exciting if if it would be only my my job it's not enough for me i really need more passion in my life and it has always been football and in this moment uh union berlin is it's been more important so cool alberto i'm not going to keep you any longer good night to you and i hope your daughter gets back to sleep as well <laughs> yeah and let's see if she becomes a union berlin fan <laughs> <laughs> sure will. i will tell you in a couple of years <laughs> For now when she sees a, fo- a football match in TV she says oh Barca is playing oh. and she doesn't care about about who's playing but she says Barca <laughs> it's not a bad start <laughs> it's not a bad start <laughs>
it's a good good space to be in yeah let's hope that they turn things around for her we'll see we'll see yeah and your and your well. mother as well hi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy no it, it's it's lovely man it's lovely so she was she was never such a big football fan oh well uh the thing is that when we, when i was 6 7 years old i started watching football and she adapted to that uh so she was watching it with, with us especially barcelona but yes i i was surprised now that i don't even live with them and and they can see what they want she she was watching union berlin the other day so i i really laughed with that <laughs> <laughs> well alberto thank you so much for sharing your journey with me and coming on faraway fan it has been a most wonderful chat speaking to you and getting to know you man well thank you uh yeah we'll we'll keep in touch for something else in the future most definitely yeah i look forward to it you take care and uh, yes talk to you talk to you soon man <laughs>